Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. You know, not every pastor can handle certain subjects. Not just handle it, but you can see practically that they have lived through what they are teaching. For someone to pick over a church and then the church declines to 140 something, 146, 140 or something. And then today, he raises the church to sit over 3,000 on a Sunday. You know? That tells you that it's not just theoretical. It's not, it's not teaching theory. It's teaching something that has been tried and tested. Not in another church or in another man of God's life, but in his own ministry and life. Hallelujah. That, or this is the reason why I'm telling you that if you are here, then you are blessed. Because you have come to hear a teacher who is handling a subject that not many people, not many men of God, not many teachers can handle. Hallelujah. He handles it with simplicity such that Every simple and common mind can understand it. Are we not blessed? Yeah. And like I said in the morning, I, I believe personally that there is an oil upon his life just to divide the word and to simplify this difficult subject that many people have not been able to handle. Ladies and gentlemen, Bishop Interfo is not somebody who we do not know. He doesn't need much introduction. I mean, if you have been in Lighthouse, yes, the figure alone introduces himself. What do you think? Yeah. How many saw him on the Easter, uh, Good Friday picture? Oh, you see. <laughs> So, I am not introducing to you a strange person. And I'm bringing to you somebody who, if you listen to your life, 
your ministry, your Christianity can be imparted. I mean, when he started in the morning, the way he even made the fact that every, the most important thing is that everybody, every Christian, should really be evangelizing, which is the main call, the main important thing. And then come down to explain using scriptures. And he could just combine the scriptures for you to know that. I mean, there's a sequence of his teaching. Precept upon precept, little here and there, but when wedged, it brings so powerful a ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my joy to introduce to you the man who introduced me to Bishop Dad to be made a general overseer. He says, oh, this man. It's okay. He can be made a general overseer. I said under him. At a point in time, he said, look, stop drinking breast. Go and expose your breast for people to drink to. Is he not a good man? Not many pastors can promote those who are under them. So, I think that um, it's a refreshing to me that Bishop Interpol should speak to us in my church again. Be on your feet. Help me with Jesus' joy and some excitement. Let's receive Bishop Emmanuel Lewis. God bless you, may be seated. Amen. Are you happy to be back? Let us pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and your mercies. We bless you, praise you. We thank you for gathering us again. Holy Spirit, guide us into all truth. Let it be an, be an impartation of wisdom and of your power. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm speaking this evening about benefits of area fellowships to church members. Amen. Benefits of area fellowships. To church members. Hallelujah. Benefit of bustles. Of cells. In the morning. We. We spoke about the fact that. God wants many people to be saved. And the need. For us to focus. On that agenda. As the people. Of God. Amen. And the fact that it is linked to our blessings. God wants to bless us. But 
we need to fulfill his purpose, his wish. The wish of God is that all will be saved. And the church is the agent through which God is working to bring salvation to many. Unfortunately, unfortunately, many of us in the church, like I said in the morning, are not bothered at all about the souls of men. But we realize from the morning that it is so important, it is so important for us to be focused on soul winning and on the building of the church of Jesus Christ. Then, we realize that one of the most powerful keys that the Holy Spirit introduced to the early church, that made it to explode and to grow so much and to impact the then world was the deployment of area fellowships, cells. The church met in two places. In the public place, in the temple, and then in the course of the week, the church also gathered in homes. I showed you so many scriptures that showed and demonstrated the existence of the church in homes. And the result was that they built a strong church that was multiplying, that grew very fast, that drew thousands upon thousands into the kingdom of God. When the church started, there were 11 apostles. Then they reinstated Judas. Then plus some other disciples, they went to the upper room to wait for the, for the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came, the church exploded. At the very first crusade, 3,000 people were added to the church. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 4, 5,000 people joined the church. In Acts chapter 5 verse 14, multitudes of people joined the church, including men and women. In Acts chapter 6 and verse 1, the Bible says that when the number of the disciples multiplied. In Acts chapter 11, the Bible says that multitudes were added to the church. You could see that in Acts chapter 11, the Bible says that, and the hand of the Lord was on them, and multitudes were added to the church. You could see that the early church exploded. Thousands of people were saved. Now, there were only 12 apostles and 7 deacons. So how did these apostles, few apostles, 
take care of all the multitudes of people who are coming to the church. How are they pastoring them? How are they teaching them? How are they visiting them? How are they encouraging them? How are they praying for them? How were they resolving the issues in the lives of all these thousands of people? How? So the Holy Spirit gave them wisdom. Give them wisdom. Let the people also meet in houses and select some of the more matured people in the church and let them look after the elders when they meet in the houses. And so, the Holy Spirit directed them and they began to meet in homes. And that is the cell system. We saw six powerful um, blessings of the cell system. Number one, we realize that through the area fellowships, we can expand the kingdom of God. We bring the kingdom of God to the doorstep of people. People who don't want to come to church. People who think that church is very far. We send the gospel to them. We serve them the gospel right at their doorsteps, in their homes, in their communities. Amen. I spoke about how we can have the cells all over, including very far away places, and yet through the cells be able to reach them. The second power of the cell system we saw was prayer. If we have 100 area fellowships in 100 communities, it means we are affecting 100 communities with prayer. Binding the devil. Changing the atmosphere of those communities so that people will be released from their captivity. Hallelujah. Number three, we realize that through the area fellowships, instead of using line and hook to fish one at a time, we can throw a big evangelistic net over the whole of Kumasi. And every time we draw, by all means we catch them. Every time we draw. Because, can you imagine outreaches being done in hundred different places? Hundred different places. Jesus Christ being preached to people. The salvation message being preached in different communities on a weekly basis. Evangelism will be powerful. Outreach will be powerful. And through that, more souls will be won into the kingdom of God. And they will fill the church. Hallelujah. Huh? Do you understand that? Number four. We saw that when the ark of God found its way into the house of Obedidom. 
he began to be blessed. When the members in the church opened their homes for the area fellowship meetings to take place there, they are inviting the presence of God. They are inviting the grace of God. They are inviting the favor of God. They are inviting angels to regularly visit their homes and their homes will be blessed. Just as the ark of God in Second Samuel chapter 6 found its way into Obedidom's house and King David was told that Obedidom is blessed. He ran to go and take the ark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number five. We realize that through establishing the area for us in the church, all of us help the pastor, our pastor, to share the burden. We saw the demonstration that we did. Where you realize that the pastor was struggling. He couldn't carry the burden of the ministry alone. It's a ministry is very burdensome. If you don't know it, it is because you are not involved. You, you are only a participant. You are only a spectator in church. But for those who are into it, you realize that ministry is a burden. It is a burden that one person should not be allowed to carry. Many pastors are frustrated, discouraged, weak, are not fruitful because they don't have any help. But through the area fellowships, we are going to have a lot of shepherds who are going to be deployed to look after the sheep, to pray for them, to visit them, to interact with them, to counsel them. Uh, when they are, they are in problem, the shepherds will be there. And together with the pastor, the burden will be shared. Number six, we saw that through the area fellowships, there can be phenomenal growth of the church. Amen. Because souls have been won all the time. Hundreds of people have been hauled into the church week in, week out. And as we pray for them, and as we establish them, the church grows at a faster rate. Hallelujah. Now, at this short session, because I don't intend to speak for a long time, I want to share with you 40 benefits. 40 benefits of area fellowships to church members. Are you ready? It's a short session. Are you sitting up? Hallelujah. Number one, when the church operates area fellowships, the church members become known identities and not just statistical numbers. So, the first benefit is that you, the church member, you are now going to become a known identity and not just a statistical number. Now, 
When the church, when the church, uh, when the church begins to grow, one of the problems that comes up is that the pastor doesn't know who is in the church. When the church is small, it's not a problem. But as the church grows, the pastor is not able to know the members. Everybody can know up to 70 people. After that, it's difficult. Yeah. Do you understand it? I have had many times that I have felt that I'm so bad a pastor. I have church members coming to me. Bishop, I, I, today I wanted to come and say hello to you. So, you know, now even, even at the recent uh, Good Friday service, I was working with Bishop Prince. When two ladies came to me, they were in the choir, the choir, the choir dress. They came smiling. Bishop! I said, hello. Then I said, from which church? From which church? Now there is a Kualugono. They say from the early rain service. Which is one of our services. From the early rain service. That's oh, God bless you. Bishop Prince look at me. He loved her. My own ship. My own ship. And it has happened many, many, many times. Do you understand it? But through the area fellowships, we group the members into small, 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 small groups with a shepherd. And over the shepherd is a pastor. Do you understand it? So the shepherd will know the person. I may not know the person. Other people will say, oh, so how long have you been in the church? Three years. How long have you been in the church? Four years. I don't know the person. I don't know the person. And if the pastor doesn't know the person, it means the pastor is not caring for the person. Yes. So you are just a statistical number. At the end of the service, they, 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 they give the attendance number. You are part of that number. But in terms of identity, you are not part of the identity. That is where the area for us become a benefit. In our church, every single person is pastored by at least four people. Yeah. I will show you. Come. Stand here. Come. Stand here. Come. No, this way. Turn on this. Yeah. This is a member. This member is in an area fellowship. This is his area fellowship shepherd. And the area fellowship shepherd works under a pastor. And a pastor works under me. So this sheep is known by the shepherd. He knows him. He knows where he lives. He knows where he works. He knows everything. He's a shepherd. He's a shepherd to this. And the area fellowship pastor who are 
my, my pastors are in charge of, let's say, a place that dance man. I have a pastor there. So that pastor works with shepherds. And that pastor's work is just to look after the people from Dansuman. That's all. He doesn't worry about if you come from uh, Malam. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't bother about you. His specialty is the people from that. So he knows all the people, or most of them. So the area manager's pastor also knows this sheep. So this one sheep is shepherded by one, two, eh? even I forgot there's a, there's a third, there's a third, there's a third level. Come. There's a third level. This is a shepherd and this is a ministry shepherd. The shepherd is in charge of one area fellowship. The ministry shepherd is in charge of about three or four. So this ministry shepherd also knows the sheep. And the ministry shepherd and the shepherd are working under the pastor. Now, by all means, most of the members that we have are known by this one, two, three people. I don't know most of them. But me too, I pastor them. Do you know why? I'm also here. When there's a real issue of this one, a real issue, the pastor will bring this one to me. If they have to get married, if they're having marital problems, if something very bad is happening, do you understand it? They'll bring them to me. So can you imagine one person? You are no more a statistical normal, but you are a real identity. You are a real, you are a real identity. I mean, I've demonstrated it before many times. When I say, okay, you stand up. Who is your shepherd? Your point, this is my shepherd. Who is your pastor? This is my pastor. That is a benefit. Otherwise, as the church grows, people just come to church and go. The pastor even doesn't know who came to church and who didn't come. And it affects the care of the people. Hallelujah. But through the area fellowship, the members are delivered from just being nomads. Oh, 500 people came to church. But who were the people who came to church? Who are the people? Who are the people? So the care of the people is more effective. God bless you. Clap your hands for them. I am talking about benefits of area fellowship to you, the church member. That is why you must be interested in the area fellowships. Because there are so many blessings that will accrue to you through it. Number two, the area fellowships serve as an avenue for fellowship. For fellowship. Look at Acts chapter 2. Let's read it from verse 41 again. Acts chapter 2, from verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and prayers. Are you seeing that? They continued in fellowship. What is fellowship? What is fellowship? Huh? What is fellowship? Being around somebody. Being around somebody. Having somebody to talk to. 
There are many people who sit in our churches and they are very lonely. They are lonely at home and when they come to church too, they are lonely. In fact, pastors, one of the things that you should know is that and you should fight and kill is that even in our churches, people like to move in groups. So there are people who join the church and they have no social sort of group in the church. They sit in the church after the grace, nobody goes to speak to them. You see, people move together as friends, as families, you know, and then that is it. Amen. But the area fellowship is said that we are just eight here. We are just eight. So we know ourselves, and then we can fellowship. Fellowship means fellows in a ship. We are all fellows in the same little ship. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is an avenue for fellowship. Everybody will have somebody to fellowship with. Can I have an amen? Huh? Number three. Companionships are developed. Companionships are developed. People get to know themselves. Hallelujah. And form companionships. Who is a companion? Somebody that you move around with. Amen? Somebody that you, you move around with. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. The number one reason why people join a church is the charisma of the pastor. The pastor. His charisma. Who the pastor is. The number two reason why people join a church is the preaching and the teaching of the pastor. The word. The number three reason why people join a church is the friendships that they form in the church. And all this must work together. The charisma. Look, I mean, people go to churches and you wonder, why is he in this church? The charisma of the pastor. The word of the pastor. Dr. Cho says, one time, he did a research. I was telling you about his church this morning. And it was winter. Very cold. People were standing in queue to go to church. May that be our story in the name of Jesus. Huh? People were standing in queue. And so he disguised himself. And he joined the queue. And then he moved from person to person. Why are you here? It's too cold. Why are you standing here? It is too cold. And one by one they said, you don't know. Wait until you hear our pastor preaching. Wait until you hear our pastor preaching. Then you know why we are standing here. To go and listen to him preach. So pastors, your charisma, your word, your sermon that you deliver, you give, you give to the sheep is very, very important. 
But equally important are the companionships and the friendships that they form when they come to the church. And these are made possible in a big church when we have small groups, cell groups, bustles, area fellowships, where they can make fashion out such companionships. So that is a benefit to the church members. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. The church member is not lost in the sea of the masses of people. The church member is not lost in the sea of the masses of people. <laughs> wow. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about it that if you put a hook and a line into the sea or into the river and you catch a fish, have you ever thought about it that that fish belongs to a certain family in the water? Have you ever thought about it? You have thought that you just caught a fish. But that fish belongs to a certain family. Do you understand that? Yes. When you watch wildlife documentaries, if a, a cap, cap of a lion dies, you will see the mother lion looking everywhere. Looking everywhere for the cup. Even animals, even animals belong. We must make sure that the people that God gives us in our churches, pastors, the people that God gives has given you in your church, they must belong. They must have a sense of belonging. They must not be lost in the sea. And I can guarantee you that when the church is large, that's what happens. When the church is small, it's not a problem. You, the pastor, you know everybody. I mean, there are 15 people there. So as I preach, why is that? Of course, one man who didn't come to church, you, you, you know. But when the church is big, You can't know. Yeah? Because if an elephant loses the tie, it is still big. How many of you know that? Yeah? One time in Accra, it rained heavily. Church members, if you want to know when your pastors are praying a lot, it's when it is raining. We pray a lot so that you come to church. It rained a lot when we went to church. A lot of people didn't come to church. So in the afternoon, my branch pastors came and were talking about the day and attendance. So I asked, how was it? How was it? Oh, a mobile. 
But I started to fast as oh today. People didn't come to church. Because I wanted to encourage them. I said people didn't come to church. So I told them the attendance for the day. They said, Bishop. Bishop. Are you laughing at us or what? Is this what you call people didn't come to church? Because, yes, people didn't come to church. But when that elephant loses the tie, it is still very big. But when your church is 12 people, and it rains, look, you tell the usher, go and see and call me. Should I come or I should not come? May God multiply your churches in the name of Jesus. May you become an elephant. Amen. So, even though the church is large, the members are not lost in the masses of the people. They are still known they are still identities. They are still careful. Without the area fellowships, they are just... Look, there are a lot of people who say, I go to this church. Nobody knows them. Do you understand it? Did you hear that? Oh, I go to this church. Especially big churches. Nobody knows them. No, look, nobody has visited them before. Nobody has. Whether they... they they come to church or they don't come to church. Whether they give tithe, they don't give tithe. And nobody knows them. They can travel. They can do it. Nobody knows them. But if you organize the church with area fellowships, you understand it? When somebody goes, you the pastor may not know, but the shepherd knows. The shepherd will tell you, hurry up my members. I'm no more around. They have traveled. Hallelujah. You have real people in the church. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Number five. The church members become family members who are known. The church members become family members. Wow. Family members. Amen? Oh, yeah. Family members. The, the eight people who are in their cells, they are family. They are family. They know themselves. They care for themselves. They visit each other. They know whatever is going through, you know, in each other's life. They are, they are, they are the first, they are the second family outside their physical family. And if they don't have a physical family, that's the first family. Yeah. And you see, human beings, we are social beings. Without, without a social environment, we, 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 we cannot exist. Yeah. We need people to be around us. We need, we need to talk. God created us not to be quiet. When a human beings, that is why when they want to give people the worst punishment, they send them to what is called solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. You don't talk to anybody 
and, 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 the, and the cell is very small. So you just look at the wall like this. They go crazy. They go crazy. Amen? People want to talk. People want to love somebody. People want to be loved. People want to discuss things about themselves in a family setting. The church is big. There are thousands of people in it. Hundreds of people. Why is he going to find um, somebody to talk to? You may think it's that easy, but it's not easy. Because also, we have different people. We've even different temperaments. There are some people who, who just keep to themselves. Who just keep to themselves. There are people who don't want to trouble anybody. So the person can just be there. And you say that he's part of your church. But as a matter of, as a matter of us, the person just comes to sit in your chair, listen to your sermon. That's it. Hallelujah. Are you understand the benefits of the area fellowships? I am trying to explain to you why we need the area fellowship in the church. To bring all these benefits to the church. And when we do that, when we do that, alright, then we will see the results. Put that scripture back. Uh, Acts chapter 2 from verse um, 40, 40, 42. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together. Family. Were together. And had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as received. You see that atmosphere created a friendly, family atmosphere that attracted more and more and more and more and more people into the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Next one. Number six. The church members have people to share their problems and the deep concerns of their heart with. They have people to share their problems and the deep concerns of their heart with. Now look at me. How many have been to a to stadium before? Alone. Can I see your hand? Stadium. Lift up your hand. Stadium. Alone. Or anywhere that a lot of people gather. Alone. Even though there are a lot of people there, you can't just go to anybody. That's not it. Eh? Yeah. You can't, it's so difficult. One time I went to a certain country and um, um, somebody was going to pick me up. But I think our flight arrived much earlier. I think about one hour earlier, something like that. So, 
it took the person some time. Alright? So when I got out, I needed to let the person know that I have arrived. Because the plane arrived much, much earlier. And I didn't have credit to call the person. I had the person's phone number, but I didn't have credit. So there I was. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of people moving around. A lot. But I did not have anybody to share my problem and my deep concern with. There are people sitting in our churches. Like a church like this, which is big. They don't have anybody to talk to. We have people in church. The people who advise them are unbelievers. Yeah? Unbelievers. Unbelievers. She has an unbeliever friend, friend that she shared her marital problem that these days my husband is chasing another. So, ah, so what do you think? What do you advise? So it's very simple. You also begin to chase somebody else. So that it will be one round. When they see that you're also chasing somebody, you also stop. That's advice he's receiving. Look, as I was standing there, I just gathered courage. I saw a black, a black man who was um, an airport official. So I went to him and I said, I beg you, this is my problem. He looked at me and said, where do you come from? I said, Ghana. Then he said, you are lucky. You're lucky. Because you come from Ghana, I'll help you. If you have come from, then he mentioned another country. He said, if you had mentioned that you came from this other country, you have seen what I'll have done to you. Amen? And he helped me. Hallelujah. Number seven. The church members are delivered from loneliness. 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 Why? Because, because in the area of fellowship, you know somebody. Do you understand what I'm talking about? What I'm saying is that when we gather like a large, a large crowd like this, there are no friendships. There are nothing. People just know themselves as family members or friends that came to church. That's it. Do you understand? People can be lonely. People don't have anybody to talk to. But when we create the area fellowships and we say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Because you all live in this side of Asoka. Okay. Have area fellowship meetings. As they continue to do it, they become a family. They know themselves. When they come to church, it is true. They don't know everybody, but they know some few people. And they are okay. They are delivered from loneliness. And that is how a healthy church, we must not only build a large church, we must build a large, healthy church. The health of a church is defined, is defined by what I'm saying. It's spirituality. The family, familiness. Do you understand it? The ability of the, 
of the members to relate in the church, find solutions for their personal problems, family problems, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I've attended so many funerals. I have been involved in so many situations with my church members where I realized that, but for us, but for us, that person wouldn't have had any help at all. In fact, that person didn't have anybody. <laughs> yeah. hey. Church is a very powerful thing. Church is a very powerful thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Next one. Number eight. Number eight. The church members do not suffer, suffer from neglect and do not feel neglected. They do not suffer from neglect and they do not feel neglected. Why? Because through the area fellowships, their members there are everything to them. Their members are everything to them. Yeah. Just about a week ago, I was in church. I was in church. I think it was a Tuesday. Late in the night, something like hmm, 10 after 10, I saw a text message. Bishop, I am not well. I am in hospital. Please help me. Then I saw the name. I told you I'm a bad person. I didn't know the person. I didn't know the person. But I was standing with another shepherd. And she said, oh, I know her. I know her. The person I was talking to is the ministry shepherd for the sheep. And she said, I know her. I said, let's go and look for her. So in the middle of the night, we were at the hospital. We were at the hospital. And we did whatever we have to do. On the Sunday, this sheep comes to church. After church, she comes to me, sits there, and says, Bishop, I just wanted to come and say thank you for the other time. Because if you have not come, I don't know whether I will be alive today. You see, that help that came to her was because she belongs to a small group. And there was a leader who knows her. Because even if I wanted to help her, I really didn't know her. I really don't know. I, she is actually part of something great. But I don't know. Look, God has given us wisdom. Do you understand it? And I may not know her, but the person that I have appointed knows her. And looks after her based on my instructions. So indirectly, um, that is why she will send me a test. She that she knows me as her pastor. In the time of her difficulty, she sent a test to her pastor and actually sent the same test to this person that I was talking to. Yes. Shepherds, you are very important. Shepherds. Are you here? You are very, very important. Hallelujah. So, she did not feel neglected. She was very happy. 
She was very happy. And whatever was happening to her was life-threatening. Yeah. Amen. Next one. Number nine. It allows the spiritual gifts and talent of the church members to be developed. Through the area fellowships, the spiritual gifts and the spiritual talents that God has placed in your church members will be developed. Why? Because they may not be able to I mean, do great things in the big church. How many people sing solo in the church? It is only one or two people that we trust. Because it is not easy for you to come and stand here to sing to the whole church. Do you understand? Yeah. You say you know how to sing. If we call you to come and stand here to sing, say, Ebenezer, that you want to show us that you see you can change the pitch and you see as you are singing when you look at them, somebody is saying no, you, 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 you think that we are really blessing the people somebody, somebody like, split the face You'll be confused. So, then you are locked somewhere up there. You can't come down. And then the church members are not kind. When you look at the people on the floor laughing, I mean, just somebody. <laughs> oh, church members, church, church members, you are not kind at all. That will be the end of your singing ministry. But at the end of fellowship meeting, they are just six of us. None of us knows how to sing. So everyone we look, we say, Hey, this is her. She's very what? You can make all the mistakes there. No, you can make all the mistakes there. Yes? As the shepherd, when we are praying for somebody, stand up. Lift up your hand. You say you have a headache at the area fellowship meeting. You lay your hands and pray. If he's not falling down, you can't even lock him. Come, come. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Why are you not falling down? Receive it. Hey! Give the Lord a shout. Now, the small fellowship level. But you see, as you keep doing it there, as you keep doing it there, God will be increasing the grace. God will be increasing the grace. Until one day you can come and stand here. Yeah? Yeah. We make people to lead prayer at a fellowship meeting. We make people to usher people. That is how they learn. So the gifts and the talents of the sheep become developed. Because, because in the big church, look, when I come to preach here, Bishop Charles is not here. 
You say today, God is going to bless us. Then you say, I feel it. Then somebody will stand and say, You feel what? What, what, what do you feel? One brother was praying for people. So he was laying hands. He was saying, Receive it. Receive it. When you go to somebody and say, Receive it, the person opens eyes and says, Receive what? Receive what? Look, you won't preach again. So those of you who are in a hurry to come and stand here, eh, go and practice at the area fellowship level. God is going to punish you. The day you come here, we will all say, wow! Clap your hands for the Lord. And as their gifts develop there, they are the people who are becoming potential shepherds. They are the people who become shepherds. So their gifts, their talents, their energy will be released, harnessed, enhanced, developed through the area fellowship. Are you seeing the benefits? How many of you understand when I say benefits? Yes. Amen. Next one. Number 10. The church members learn how to win souls for the Lord and develop to become hardened soul winners and anointed soul winners with time. The church members, they learn how to win souls for the Lord and with time, they become hardened and anointed soul winners. Many Christians can't witness in our time. They can't. I remember that when the Lord saved me, within a short time, I was witnessing. Oh yeah. Within a short time. But these days, there's nothing like that. In the area fellowships, what they do is that every week, they have asked them to do outreaches. And we tell the shepherd to do the outreach with his members. So even the young members, when they go, they don't know how to do it, but they see how it is done. They see how it is done. And after they have been involved for a short time, now they are released. And they learn. They learn to swing. But soon, they become very powerful. Oh yeah. I was telling you in the morning how our white church members are area fellowship shepherds. Yeah. You can see a young boy coming to church with an Evan bus full of people. He's bringing them. That's his sheep. So pastors, that is a benefit for your members. They'll become so winners. When they sit in a church like this, they won't do anything. At the area fellowship level, they are forced. They are forced to do it. They are challenged to do it. And with time, they become very anointed. Amen? Huh? Wow. 
Next one. Next benefit. Number 11. The members receive deeper understanding of the word of God that the pastor teaches and preaches at the main church. The members receive deeper understanding of the word of God that the pastor teaches and preaches at the main church. Why? Because Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 to 2, when we meet at the area fellowship meeting, we continue in the apostles' doctrine. It is what Bishop has taught us that we are teaching at the area fellowship meeting. And you see, when we come to church like this, the pastor has 40 minutes to preach, one hour to preach, 45 minutes to preach. He just keeps preaching whether you understand it or not, whether you have a question or not. And if you're a pastor, I would advise you never to let somebody ask a question in the church when you are preaching. You will regret it. One pastor was preaching. Then somebody said, Pastor, I have a question. So the pastor stopped and said, Yes. The person got up. The person said, "Uh, Pastor, the preaching that you are preaching is good, but there are no verses in it. My verses in come. Verses any preaching. My verses and come. That's what the person said. That's what the person said. Can you preach again? Can you preach again? Another pastor was preaching. Somebody said, hey, Pastor, question. Say yes, you got her. He said, Pastor, preaching now, preacher, no, no, but so I'm what didn't come. That is why we cannot allow you to ask questions when we are preaching. But so, in a certain sense, even if you don't understand the preaching, you don't understand it. But at the area fellowship meeting, we teach them not to preach. We teach them to teach. And then we teach them to allow discussions. And we teach them to allow the fellowship members to ask questions. By doing all that, they end up having a deeper understanding of what the pastor taught during the church service. Amen? And then also, we don't allow strangers to teach at the real friendship. Yeah, we don't. We even discourage strangers from joining. Because, before you realize, somebody wants to take over the fellowship. You see, if you allow that situation, after some time, the person too will say, ah, me too, I want to teach what my pastor has been teaching me. Eh? Eh? You said I should pay tithes. 
But my pastor said that tithe is an Old Testament practice. Which did not cross into the New Testament. So what are you saying? Before you realize, there's arguments, confusion, all kinds of things. But remember that they continued in the apostles' doctrine. Never forget that. Do you understand that? They continued. So pastors, the people are going to teach, the thing that you are teaching in church, the, the, the message you are teaching in church, that is what they are going to, going to expand so that your people will understand it better. Hallelujah. Number 12. Members through the area fellowships experience love and care from one another. They experience love and care from one another. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat of gladness and singleness of heart. You can see love and care. Look at Acts chapter 4 from verse 30. Love and care. Hallelujah. By searching for thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Verse 32. And multitudes of them, and the multitudes of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. There was love and care among the members of the fellowship, which cannot automatically happen in the big church. Remember that in the big church, people are lonely, people are neglected. People are not known. The first benefit I, I gave to you was that so that you don't become a statistical normal. And I've shown you examples to prove that. I met my own church member just last week. Just last week. People who sing in a choir. And I asked them, which church? How bad a pastor can you be? Huh? But that is the problem when the church is very big. And yet, in our church, there's no neglect. The area fellowships makes your church to be big but small. It makes it to be big but at the same time small. How many of you understand that? It is big but at the same time small because everybody belongs to both the big family and also has a small family that he or she belongs to. Hallelujah. How many of you realize that your fellowships are very important? Yeah. Very important. Very powerful. Very powerful. Very powerful. Every year we have what we call Area Fellowship Celebration Week. One whole week. We start from Monday 
and end on Sundays. Different activities. And you should see the different members. I mean, the way they relate. The way they go about things. I mean, you can say, these are people who have found real friends, real brothers, real sisters in church. And they are happy. Remember that I gave you three reasons why people stay in church. Number one, the charisma of the pastor. Number two, the message. Number three, the friendships and the companionships that they, found, they find in church. Hmm? Next one. At the area of fellowship, the members will benefit from being looked after by other members of the fellowship. Looked after. Looked after. Looked after. They look after each other. Yeah. Many times I hear, oh, when we went to the hospital, she couldn't afford, we contributed money to help. May, so many things. So many times they do amongst themselves. Hallelujah. You see, that is why the Holy Spirit, you see, the Holy Spirit knew all this. And that is why, you know, this um, benefit that I'm giving to you, one time, I was sitting in my office. No, I was in my study. I was praying. And the Lord said, I want you to teach my members, my people, about the benefits of the area first. Pastor Kumi, you won't believe it. Within five minutes, he gave me 25 reasons. It just rained down my mind. 25. It is as we have gone on that I have added on. But the first 25, I remember. Yeah. So, you see, the Holy Spirit knew about all this. That is why when he started the church, he inspired them to meet in the temple and also to meet in homes. That's why I was teaching you in the morning that when we restrict the church to only the temple worship, we have gone away from the pattern that the Holy Spirit gives. And whenever we don't do things according to how God wants us to do it. He doesn't bless us. Do you remember Moses? Strike the rock. Let the waters come. The waters came. They drank. Next one. Don't strike. Speak. He didn't speak. He struck the rock. The waters came. The people drank. They were happy. God says, end of your story. You are not going to kill it. Be careful. Be careful when God says specific things to you to make sure that you do them. Be careful. Don't change it. Don't change it. In Exodus 40, when Moses finished building the, the put Satan up the tabernacle, according to how God wanted him to do it, the presence of God and the glory of God descended into it. But in Second Samuel chapter 6, God was falling down. And Uzzah tried to help God. God was The ark of God represented the presence of God. God was falling down. And Uzzah decided to help God not to fall down. I mean, if, Pastor, you are working with me, come. You are working with me. We are chatting. And I trip. Wouldn't you help me? Will you allow me to fall? It's not a good thing. We may both fall down, but I'll try. <laughs> but God said, who told you to help me? Because it was the duty of the priests. To carry the ark. You are not a priest. Don't touch it. Even if I'm falling down. Yeah. 
So we, we must make sure that we build the church according to the pattern that the Holy Spirit inspired. Why did the, the, the apostles have the idea of starting meeting in homes from? How? They didn't know, but he inspired them. He inspired them. He inspired them. I was telling you in the morning, most mega churches that I know run cells. It's a major key. It's a major key. Hallelujah. Are you here? Go home. Next one. The area fellowships deliver the members from backsliding because the other members of the fellowship are constantly looking out for each other. For the time, do you understand that? The area fellowships, eh, they prevent the members of the fellowship from backsliding because they, they are they are constantly looking out for each other. We are not many. We are five. When we had a fellowship with you, didn't come. Why didn't you come? We, we, look, we, look, we look for you. We look for you. Yeah. We look for you. Amen? Do you understand that? Yeah. It is very, very difficult. But if the church does not have these small groups, Look, Bishop Charles, today, if I give you a piece of paper that you should list the number of people who didn't come to church, you can't. You don't know. You may know a few very old members, popular members. It's finished. But even today, a lot of people didn't come to church. Every service that we have, a lot of people don't come. And some of them don't come for a long time. Pastors, some of your members, look, they are traveled. You are not even aware. They are traveled. Even some of them have died that you know. So as you are walking through town, you bump to, you come across the mother office. Oh, and there goes. Now, Kofi Wachi, I'm not sure I'm sorry. Oh, coffee. Oh. I had a coffee uh, two years ago. Look at you. Two years No, yeah, yeah, media. Yes. That is what happens in our churches, especially if the church is large. I'm talking about when the church is large. When the church is small, we know ourselves. That is why some people prefer smaller churches. They say it's more cozy. We know ourselves. We eat together. We have party together. You know, and not. But God is not looking for a cozy church. Luke 14, 23. He said that my house may be filled. He wants more people to be saved. Can I have an amen? amen? He wants more people to be saved. Hallelujah. So, because we are few, if somebody is not around, quickly, the other members can detect it. They can detect it. Yeah? Next one. The area fellowships serve as security. As security for the members. The members feel secured to be part of this fellowship. 
because they are cared for, they are looked after, their issues, you know, are also the issues of the other members. And human beings want to feel secure. Yeah. Yeah? That is why, brothers, that are married, you have to work hard. So there's money in the house. Then the quarrels will end. Because the sister doesn't feel secure. Always when she has her chop money, be scratching your head. Giving 15 Ghana cities for the whole man. Are they? Now, what's it? Wait, now you be answering. three times. From your 15 Ghana cities. She doesn't feel secure. Hallelujah. Huh? One day, there was an area fellowship meeting. And the members realized that one of the members didn't attend. She was an old lady. So immediately after the service, they went to visit her. When they knocked on her door, she didn't respond. And the door was locked from behind. And then they heard groanings inside. So they broke the door. When they entered, then lay the old lady dying. So they carried her to the hospital. And she was saved. The only reason why she was saved was because the area fellowship had become a security to the members. They were secured in it. Give the Lord a wonderful cup of her. How many of you are going to join area fellowships from today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In our church, 98% of the members are in area fellowships. Oh, yeah. 98%. It's the culture of the church. Because you get born again, outreach is by an area fellowship. Then they invite you into their area fellowship. Then they bring you to church. Then you go back into it. That's how it is. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. How many do you have? Sixteen. Members will attend the wedding ceremonies of their area fellowship members. The area fellowship members will attend the wedding ceremony. I don't know about your church. So I can't say much. But what I know is that in many churches, if you depend on the members of the church and print wedding invitations, you'll be disappointed. Hey! You are going to print 500 cards based on the size of the church. Who told you that they said they will come? When they say, wedding bells are ringing. Hey! Because your men and the four months are going to go, on the Saturday. <laughs> on the Saturday, you'll be shocked. I have seen it so many times. But, as for your area fellowship members, you see, when you stand like this and you turn and you don't see anybody, you see them there. You see them there. 
You will see them there. Next one. They will attend the baby naming ceremonies of each other. They will. They will. These are all benefits. They will attend. Oh, they will attend. When we started area fellowships, there was one incident that I saw. I've never forgotten it. I was going to officiate a baby naming ceremony. I got there very early. I got there like seven. Now, as I was approaching the house, I saw my church members coming out. They were on race. I said, oh, are you not coming for the ceremony? They said, oh, we are coming. I said, but look at the ceremony. We went to put the place in order. We are now going to dress and come. They were members in the same fellowship of the lady whose baby we were going to name. They have gotten up early to go and put the place in order. Yes. Before they will come. Wouldn't you be happy to be in such a fellowship? I said, wouldn't you be happy to be in such a group in the church? That is how the church becomes healthy. That is how people stay in the church. They don't want to go anywhere. They are happy here. They are careful. They are loved. They are not lonely. They are not neglected. They are fellowship. They are companions. They are friendships. They are people to share their problems with. They have security. All these are benefits to the members. So members, you rather should encourage bishop and all the pastors here to create area for you should go to say, look, Pastor how can we don't have area for this? Please create area for this so that we can have, you know, blessings in this church. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Huh? So wedding, baby, naming ceremony, fellowship members will attend the baby dedication service of their area fellowship members. They will attend it. They will attend it. Baby dedication. It's so nice. In church, this is what I say. I say, we are going to dedicate the baby of Mr. and Mrs. So so and so. Or brother and whatever, so so and so. I want them to come up. And all their families must come up. Then you see, after their biological family has come up, you see the church members also rising up to go and join. We are we, we also family. We are also family. We, and, and, and most of the time, we are even more excited. They are even more excited. Hallelujah. Hmm? But look, there are people who sing in this choir. They will not attend the wedding of another chorister. They won't. They won't come. Even in some cases, they are envious. Yeah. When we started our church, I saw it. When we started our church, at a certain stage of the church, we, we have not gone into what I'm talking about. I saw that when a lady had the opportunity to be married, other ladies were not happy. Later, I realized that they have, they have formed cliques of unmarried ladies. 
And it's like, if the lady is not coming from our group, we are more happy. I remember I preached many times to kill and to drive that spirit out of the church. I attacked it with all my strength. How I realized it was that we'll go for a wedding and then I cannot see the other ladies in the church. And I know ladies love weddings. And then I realized that was happening. What was happening? Yeah. And I know. In the Exodus, there will be people here singing. Wedding! Especially the ladies. They won't come. You are some way. You are some way. I said you are some way. The scripture says, rejoice with them that rejoice and mourn with them that mourn. Sorrow shed is half sorrow. And joy shed is double joy. The church is different from the world. In the world, there's no love. In the world, there's bite-biting. There's jealousy. There's envy. There's hatred. There's pull him down. There's loneliness. In the church, when people come here, ah, this must be different. That is why our churches are not full. Because when they come, the same spirit that they are experiencing out there, eh, they are finding it here. You go and sit by yourself and... <laughs> hey, doing praise and worship, you make a mistake to step on somebody this time. It's like, hey, now, praise and worship in time, me feel no. Oh, I don't want Look, the person was singing. Meadow, meadow, wo. Then he heard this. Meadow, eh. When you know it, you Next time, Kadia. Namasumu, yeah, meadow. Look at that. Eh? <laughs> The Bianca, look at you. Oh, a Christopher. Hallelujah. Eh? Are you gone? It's a short session. Are you enjoying it? Clap your hands for the Lord. Hallelujah. How many do you have? Sorry? Number 19. Members will visit a sick member who has been hospitalized. All these are benefits. Members will visit a sick member who has been hospitalized. Amen. It's not a blessing. It's not a blessing. You can be in the church, you can be in hospital for two weeks, nobody comes in. Nobody knows, including the pastor. Nobody knows. 
Nobody. Yeah. When I came to this area, I was wondering why, why this place is empty and after that there are a lot of people here. Adam, we are against finance. I saw they said against me. You never. Are you blessed? You know, I'm taking my time because if we can understand these things, we'll build a growing healthy church. A growing healthy church. Oh yeah. And people want to join something that is nice and wonderful. Hallelujah. Hmm? Next one. Members of the fellowship will sometimes contribute to pay all or part of the bill, hospital bill of a sick member. Yes. Next one. Fellowship members will attend the funerals of their members' lost loved ones. Fellowship members. Fellowship members. They will attend. Somebody's mother is dead. Somebody's uncle is dead. Somebody's cousin is dead. Somebody's child is dead. You will see the fellowship members there. They will be there. And they will give donations. They will take their own transport and arrive there. Yeah. These are all benefits. These are all benefits. I've been to several funerals that I realized that, look, if we have not been there, the person will have been mobile. And sometimes, maybe the person is the only child or the senior child or something. They leave everything on the person. They leave everything. Yeah. And the brothers will say, oh, this is something for you. Something for you. Wow. Hmm? Next one. The members will experience the blessings of Obedutum. I spoke about that. I don't want to go into it again. The members would experience the blessings of Obedidam. How many do you have? Twenty what? Twenty-three. Church members can easily find beloveds, wives, and husbands. Now I don't have eight. Anna sisters no aye five. Anna brothers no aye three. To your brother, you need to be a inani yakoba, inani yakoba. I just fellowship. You go outreaches, you go visitations. Yeah, there. You go in a church, you want him sir. We always together. And then we are fine sister. We are fine sister. Because in the big church, look, look at it. You get people understand something. When we come to church, that is. Nobody sees anybody. And if he sees a beautiful sister, you are afraid. You are afraid. No, 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 and I was all born, nobody. Oh. And then the father was. How many of you understand that? It's very easy. It's very easy. 
One day after going for outreach, he said, This is Alice. This <coughs> Alice. This afternoon, I was looking at your shoe. I read that your shoe is very nice. I don't know, for some reason, anytime the two of us we are going for outreaches, I feel a certain. Uh, <coughs> I, I don't know about you, but I. That's how I say, oh! Eh! Me, that's not a feeling long time ago. I Today, I miss I miss the I miss a wedding in my church today. I was supposed to marry a couple today. Last week I was laughing at them when we were doing the bands. The the sister was the brother's ship. The brother is the area fellowship. That's it. Uh-huh. And the sister is one is his ship. Mm-hmm. Now, from 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 Into Christmas time. Yeah, today. Today. May you find somebody at the area fellowship meeting. Wow. How many of you realize that it's getting better? Oh yeah. Today. Who? Pastor Paul. Uh, Adam. Yeah. Mm. Now who look at after the flock now? Milk and it. Oh numbi. I wanna want to make a cream. Hallelujah. Hmm? Next one. By having the opportunity to work for God at the area fellowship level, the church members will be preparing the ground for God to reward them both here and in heaven. By having the opportunity to work for the Lord at the area fellowship level, the church members will be preparing the ground for God to reward them both here and in heaven. Yeah. Um, when was this? We are what? We are in 2016. 2016. I think early 2015, I lost one of my church members. He was uh, an area fellowship. He joined the church and he was 22 years he joined the church and died after three years. In fact, in his third year. Yes. Now, he gave his life to Christ. He attended New Believer School. We trained him as an area fellowship shepherd. He started an area fellowship. Went ahead and started a satellite church. He was going to do visitations and a car knocked him down. 22 years. You think that in heaven he will not have what? He didn't become a pastor. But as an ordinary church member, working for the Lord, he had prepared the ground for God to reward him in heaven. So don't say that you want to become a pastor 
No. An ordinary churchman. But you are a Christian. A Christian. And a Christian must pray. A Christian must preach the cross. A Christian must witness for Jesus. A Christian must fulfill the great commission. What really moved me was that on the Sunday, on the Sunday after his death, then his area pastor came to my office with his sheep. You won't believe it. Over 20 of them. 22 year old boy. Over 20 of them. Some of them bigger than himself. He was a smallish guy. Benefits of career fellowships. To the members. To the members. How many do you have? Number 25. Your members will develop humility. Humility will attract the grace and the mercy of God. Your members will develop humility. And humility will attract eh, the grace and the mercy of God in their lives. Humble yourself therefore in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up in due season. For God resisted the proud but He giveth grace to the humble. How did they develop humility? At the real fellowship level, whatever you do, even people don't say thank you. Nobody even sees you. Nobody claps for you. At the big church, when you finish singing, they will clap for you. At that place, I mean, you go and arrange church, or you don't arrange it. Nobody really, you know, say thanks. There's no thank you. Whether you do good or whatever. Do you understand it? You become more humble. You don't have much trust in yourself. And the humility attracts the grace and the mercy of God. So you see that your members will be attracting the grace of God upon their lives. Next one. The faithfulness of the members in the area fellowship work will cause God to bring them into abundance. Luke chapter 16, 10 to 11. Luke chapter 16, 10 to 11. The faithfulness of your members in the area fellowship work will cause God to bring them into abundance. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And the area fellowship is least. He that is faithful in that which is least. The area fellowship is little. It's little. A little group of 10 people, 12 people, 15 people, 8 people, 7 people, 5 people. And if the members are faithful there, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in, in the least is unjust also in much. Verse 11. If therefore you have been unfaithful in the righteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Amen? The parable of the talent. One got one, one got two, one got five. The one who got one, he said, it is too small. 
this man is a wicked and a crazy man. I should work for him to enjoy. Charlie, into the ground. But the other two, they work with it. And listen to the words of the master. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because thou hast been faithful in that which is least, I will give you more. So, the area fellowship is a little place, it's a little ministry. If you are an area fellowship shepherd and you have six people, you have only six people to visit. Only six people to care for. Do you understand it? Even if you want to visit them one day, you can. Come visit all of them. But, God looks, God sees your faithfulness as you handle those few sheep. And then based on that, He gives you a lot. Hallelujah. Eh? When David went to the battlefield, his brother Eliab asked me a question. He said, thou naughty boy, with whom did you leave those few sheep? With whom did you leave those few sheep? And before David left, the Bible said that he committed those few sheep to a keeper. He didn't just get up and say, oh, they are just five, let me go. He found somebody and said, please, can you look after this, these five sheep? And my father has sent me to my, my, my brothers. I will come back. He gave the five or the ten or the twenty sheep few to them and left. Hallelujah. This is the David that became the king of Israel. He became the king of The greatest king of Israel. He reigned for 40 years. God lifted him up from the list and gave him more. Hallelujah. So ask your area fellowship members. Work in the area fellowships. Which is little. God will recognize their faithfulness and give them much. Receive that blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Next one. In the use of their spiritual gift and talent, the church members will make all their mistakes at the area fellowship level instead of being disgraced in the big church. That is number what? 27. Hallelujah. In the use of their spiritual gifts and talent, the church members will make all their mistakes at the area fellowship level instead of being disgraced in the big church. I've spoken about it. Number 28. 28 benefits of area fellowships to church members. The church members will learn to teach the word of God. They will learn to teach the word of God. 29. The church members will learn to preach the word of God. They will learn to preach the word of God. 30. The church members will learn to visit other church members. They will learn. 31. The church members will learn to pray and intercede for other members. 32. The church members will learn to prophesy in the gift of the Spirit and make all the mistakes there. Amen. Yeah. They will learn to pray. They will learn to visit. They will learn to teach. Eh? I have I have converts. Converts from 2009, 2010, 2011 
who today are church planters. Yes, they are church planters. They are church planters. I just sent more of them even about three or four weeks ago to go and start churches. Yeah. It's not as simple. And these are people that I trained to become area fellowship shepherds. They've been there. They've learned how to visit, how to preach, how to pray, how to witness. Now they are church, church planters. Isn't that a powerful thing? Eh? They will learn how to prophesy and make mistakes there. Yeah. The Makaturia Ashantaya Satari Mosedi. Sana. Yeah. Sao HIV na I negative no. When you go on say, better than I positive. Sao HIV na I negative. When you are going to be yourself, I bet that I positive. That's the prophecy. But remember that at the area fellowship level, no, you know, you know, into our camp, we say, Amen. Later, I bet you answer, Ah, now I didn't. But the point I'm trying to make is that all the mistakes will be made there. Hallelujah. Next one. It is an opportunity for your members to do something for God, which will give them fulfillment in life. It is an opportunity for your members to do something for God, who will give them fulfillment eh? in their life. Galatians chapter 1, 15 and 16. 40 benefits of area fellowships to church members. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, the system, to reveal His Son in me that I might preach Him among the hidden, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Paul said, it was God's pleasure to call me. It was God's pleasure. For me to do something. And I did it immediately. Look. Pastors. Many of your members. Will be so fulfilled. If you, if you give them something to do. They will be so fulfilled. You will see them running around. Excited. Because of something that you told them to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. People want to do something for God. And in the area of fellowship. We have so much to do. They have so much to do because they are caring for themselves. They are doing outreaches. They are visiting, you know, and all that. And it gives them a lot of fulfillment. It gives them great joy. Next one. The self-wealth of church members will be enhanced. They will feel useful and great. The self-wealth of the church members will be enhanced. They will feel useful and Great. Yeah. Next one. They would have the opportunity to develop their leadership skills. I just told you that eh, I've sent many of my area fellowship to go and plant churches. 
Yeah. Because as they have been doing that, they have proven their leadership skills. You can never see it and they can never do it until you have given them something to do. Wow. Number one, the church members remain active members of your church for a long time. They will remain active members of your church for a long time. Next one. They are on their way to becoming part of your workforce. They are on your way. The members, they are on their way to becoming part of your church workforce. Because of their involvement in the area of fellowship work. Next one. It makes mobilizing your church members very, very easy. It makes mobilizing your church members very, very easy. We don't have a problem mobilizing our church members for activities. Convention. The, the pastor in his area, together with his shepherds, organize their people into buses. It's finished. Going to the independence square, going here, going, very easy. Very easy. You just say, look, all those of you at uh, Mampobi, Mampobi Area Fellowship Pastor, organize your people to appear. That's it. That's it. That's it. But when the church is very big, who are you going to ask to do what? Who are you going to ask to do what? I don't know whether it is at this service or in the morning when I was telling you about Dr. Chu. That he can mobilize 100,000, 500,000, 1 million people, depending on who he wants. How many people he wants. How many do you have? We are there. Do you have 37 or 38? Sorry? 38. Alright. Next one. It is the beginning of the church members entering into their spiritual destiny. It is the beginning of the church members entering into their spiritual destiny. And number 40. And number 40. The members who experience spiritual growth. The members would experience will experience spiritual growth. Hallelujah. Do you have 40? Do you have 40? Clap your hands for the Lord. Oh, give the Lord a wonderful cup of you. Hallelujah. Let me briefly demonstrate how we start area fellowship in the church. Amen. Alright. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Let's use let's use this session. That this is the church. From this big church we are now going to turn it into an area fellowship church. So what are we going to do? The first thing is that we must identify the big communities from which members attend church. We must identify them. 
Do you understand it? So let's identify. What are the big communities? Eh? Uh, uh, as- Asafo. What about Asukwa here? Yeah, Asukwa. Asukwa? Yeah. You have a lot of people here? Yeah. So Asukwa, stand here. Then you say what? Asafo. Asafo. And just have a come. Stand here. Yeah. The big communities. Which other area? Which other area? Atosu. I'm saying that right now as we are here, which are the big communities from which people come to church? Atosu. Auntie Atosu. Amokom. Osofo Piazza. Fosu Piazza. Yes. Wells. Stadium. Stadium. Wells. Ashton. I don't know why. I hear sign. Let's take this five for the meantime. All right. So, so, those of you here, please come. Put your things down and come. Come to me. Just put, put your things, brother. Master Sona, brother. I don't hold on. Your boy, where do you say? Now, join. Five, five. Five, 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 five. Five, 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 five. Five, 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 five. Five. Oh. Mumra. Envelopes na yeah, share and come with them. Five, five, five. Abroswa six six six. No, can you I, I want the group to be compact. 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 Okay. Are you seeing that? But these are the people who come from Atosu. But in Atosu, Atosu is a big area. Oh, is that also? Within Atosu, there are popular areas. There are popular areas. What are the popular areas? Eh? Kuwait. Kuwait. Very good. So, all these members are from Atosu. Yes, but we have Kuwait as a popular place. So, he comes from Kuwait. So, yeah. Sit down. That is one area fellowship. So, this is Kuwait area fellowship. In Atosu. Do you understand that? Another area in Atosu. That's line. Where else? Monaco. Where else? Agogo. This is Atosu. All this is Atosu. What are we trying to do? We are trying to cover as many areas in Atosu as possible. And also areas that are popular. So that when you say Monaco Area Fellowship, when you invite somebody that, the fellowship is at Monaco. And that such and such an area is very easy for the person to find. How many of you understand Yes. Now, he is our pastor in charge of Atosu area. 
If we don't have enough pastors, he can be the ministry shepherd. Do you understand it? All these fellowships are going to have shepherds. So he's the fellowship shepherd for this fellowship. She's the one for this one. These are the members. These are the members. This is the fellowship shepherd. This is the fellowship shepherd. One more. Yes. So we have the big area. We have found members living in popular areas in the big area. And then we have formed area fellowships of them. Each area fellowship will find area fellowship shepherd. And over them is a pastor or a ministry shepherd. This is for Olu Atunsu. Then we replicate it for all the existing big areas that we have in church. We must start with the existing areas. Then later on we can expand. Amen? Do you understand it? Now, when we do it this way, you rather that at Monaco we may have just two people. At X line, we may have just three people. Whatever numbers we have, they start to fit. They start to fit. Do you understand that? Very good. As they do it, they are going to do outreaches. Outreaches. So please, the two of you come. When we shepherd, Gomra. Uh-huh. So, Omwa bought outreach into form two. Now they are three. But see, this is where the growth comes. There were two we started with. They have gone out there and gone to win these three and brought them into the church. And all these fellowships, we have six fellowships. Everybody in three months have won five people. Five times six is thirty. Only at also. In the other areas, everybody, somebody has won 10. Somebody has won 15. Somebody has won 20. In six months, if we add it all, within six months, out of, let's say, uh, 20 people that we had in Atosu, after six months, we can have 80, 70. This is only Atosu. And then all the different areas. Those people were not in the church. By establishing area fellowships there, we extended the evangelistic net. We have pulled them in into the church. That is how the growth comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it clear? Is it clear? So now I'm sure that Bishop Charles is going to recruit more shepherds distribute the church according to the areas and then we are going to have powerful area fellowships in the church. Clap your hands for the Lord. Thank you. Sit down. Wow. Are we blessed? Are we blessed? Are we blessed? Is it a blessing? Is it going to work? Are you going to give yourself to it? Are you going to give yourself to it? Our church has transformed. Clap your hands for Jesus. And stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah.
Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for all these benefits that are going to be released into the church. Oh, what a blessing. 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 Lift up your hands and let's pray that God will bless this church with area fellowships, with bustles, with cells. Lift up your hands and pray. Release your grace. 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 Release your anointing. Release your power. Release your power. Release your power. Release your power. Ribolomo Shipala. Santiribo Hoko Shipala. Arandiribo Hokari Andiribo Sila. Makarindiribo Hosepa. Ala Baliandiri. Lift up your voice and pray. Makobo Yobo, Libriama Banda. Inkobolo Bobo, Zatanada Bandede de Bosch. Rababande de Debe, Matonia Mama Bay. Rababel Libriama Matende de Bosch. Inkabala Babande de Debe, Matobo, Robo, Libriama Banda. Inkababel Libriama Matolobo, Zatanada Bande. Rababande de Debe, Yasanada Bande. Inkoboli Biriama Mamadi. Matonia Mama Bosha Tadabanda. A Palibele Bosha Sadiate de Debeta. Matoni Bidibisha Tadabanda. Macoboriana Nanabali Biama Maha. Incobori Biama Mande de Debeta. A Coliana Nanabasa. Matonia Mama Bay, Biama Maha. Malibele Bosha de Debeta.
Lift up your hands. Father, we receive the grace yes, Lord. for the area of fellowship work in this church. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your blessing. Yes, Lord. Use your people, O God. Anoint them. Let your grace come upon them. Make it possible. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral College, opposite the College Main Gate. Our service times are early rain service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and Hope service, local languages services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and Faith service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiry, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you. Glorify your